Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 26 of Real Estate Investing in New York with me, Christina Kremitis. And in this episode, we are talking all about the timelines for purchasing New York City condos and co-ops. So stay tuned, we're covering everything here. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Real Estate Investing in New York. Big changes over here. As you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I am not in my living room. I needed to get away from the chaos of what was going on in my apartment. Also, stepping it up with the audio. I hope you guys noticed, especially if you're listening on the podcast, but I finally got a nice quality microphone that hopefully will reduce the echo and make this more enjoyable to listen to. So yeah, really investing in this show and seeing the growth here. It's been so cool to see you guys here building a community of people who are setting themselves up for a future of financial success by making intelligent real estate investing decisions today. And yeah, it's been really awesome to see you guys reaching out to me with your specific questions and reaching out to let me help you with your real estate transaction. It's just been really cool to see you guys come out from behind whatever device you're watching or listening on and actually getting in touch with me. So Thank you guys for that. So yeah, definitely excited to jump into this week's episode. We are talking about the timing for purchasing New York City co-ops and condos. The reason why I'm sticking to New York City condos and co-ops is because they have the longest timelines for purchasing in New York. This is something that as a real estate agent doesn't really phase me because I'm so used to it. But when I tell new clients that it takes such a long time to make a purchase, they're blown away and like oftentimes they're very surprised that it takes so long so this is why I thought that it would make for a good episode today the purchase process for a New York City condo or co-op takes a minimum of three months I know that sounds nuts because it's a really long time but that is the amount of time that it takes to fully complete a purchase transaction typically from when you start looking at apartments to when you finally close there are different reasons for this and I'm gonna run through the process with you for both the condos and co-ops and spoiler alert co-ops take the longest so you can actually have a co-op transaction take even longer than three months based on different reasons why there could be delays so I'm gonna go through those details now so this information is good to know if you're a seller as well and maybe you probably already know because you went through the process to purchase but when you're selling it does definitely take time to get to the closing table which you need to buffer in for so I'm assuming that most of the people who are listening to this are coming in from the purchaser perspective but of course if you're a seller this information is very relevant to you because this is what your buyer is going to be working through for months so there are eight or nine main steps to the purchase process and these steps are pretty standard whether you're buying a condo or a co-op it starts with you looking for an apartment so you're going out on the search this is a fun and exciting part of the purchase transaction I mean you're going out you're looking at apartments whether you're looking at condos whether you're looking at co-ops you're seeing what meets your needs and everyone's timeline is different right so if you need to purchase quickly 
property and you need to complete this transaction sooner rather than later, you're going to be looking very seriously. You're going to be taking your criteria very seriously and you're going to be knocking the bad ones off the list out of things you've seen and you'll come, most likely you'll come to a decision on what you want to purchase within a few weeks usually. I mean, after you've seen five to 10 places, if you're really serious about buying, you're going to end up choosing something. Most of the time I take clients out and they actually see the apartment they end up choosing in the first outing. So this timing that I'm going to be describing, of course, from A to Z, assumes that you're finding something in the initial few weeks. Of course, there are people that are looking for properties here and there, like casually for years, but obviously I'm not counting that as time. So let's say as soon as you find a place, whether it's a condo or a co-op, now you're in what's called the offer stage. So you're going to place an offer to the seller and the seller is going to come back to you with a counter offer most likely or an acceptance of your offer. Sometimes this can go back and forth for a few days until there is alignment between the purchaser and the seller. So once you have alignment between the buyer and the seller, that can take a few days. So now imagine from the first day that you set out to look at apartments to now, you're maybe like a month into the process, right? You've been looking around for a couple of weekends and now you found something and it took maybe around two, three business days to come to an agreement with a seller for them to accept your offer. And now you have what's called an accepted offer. Now, sometimes if a property is brand new to the market, a seller will actually want to wait. Even if you have an appealing offer that you've put forward, sometimes the seller wants to wait and see what else comes through. Maybe they'll try to play offers against each other and see if you can come above even the asking price of the apartment. So there are different ways that a seller can affect the timing for when your offer gets accepted. But assuming that your seller is looking to make a deal fairly quickly and you're looking to make a deal fairly quickly and you guys are both being reasonable, usually you'll get to that accepted offer phase within a few business days. So now you have an accepted offer. When you have an accepted offer, this is when the attorneys get looped into the transaction. So the seller's attorney drafts the first version of the contract of sale. The drafting of the contract takes not even a day. It's usually very standard form that the seller's attorney modifies with a couple of nuances for this transaction. And then that contract gets sent over to the purchaser's attorney and the purchaser's attorney gets to work. So since we're looking at condos and co-ops, there's a lot of due diligence that goes into reviewing the building before the attorney considers this a safe investment for you. Your attorney's job in this process is to make sure that this building is a safe investment for you and that there is nothing that's going to be a big red flag as far as problems that might arise later or shortly after you purchase in this building. I'm just looking quickly to see what episode number I can tell you is all about due diligence for this part of the process that I definitely think you'll want to watch or listen to if you haven't already and that is episode number 18. Episode number 18 on this channel, Real Estate Investing in New York, features a attorney who discusses with us the entire due diligence process and exactly what he's doing during this two weeks of time that we allocate to the due diligence period. So the due diligence period takes 
two weeks. If it takes longer than two weeks, usually it's because there's some kind of lack of alignment or something's not looking right and needs further research. Now, of course, in order to complete the due diligence process in two weeks, we do need alignment from every party. So we need responsiveness on the sides of both attorneys because they are sending comments back and forth to each other on the contract and they need to send the new drafts out fairly quickly after receiving comments in order for this two-week time frame to be achieved for due diligence. Additionally, the attorney is looking at the building, so they're requesting from building management the attorney questionnaires to be filled out. They're asking for questions answered. They're asking for specific documents. The attorney's reviewing the offering plan. The attorney is reviewing the financials. So if the building has not gotten the purchaser's attorney these documents that they need to review, obviously there will be delays with the due diligence period. But the due diligence period should take two weeks. And it can take less. It can be quicker, but it just usually on average takes about two weeks. So once the due diligence period is done, the buyer's attorney will have the buyer sign the contract along with a 10% contract down payment, which comes from the buyer. That gets sent over to the purchaser's attorney and the purchaser's attorney has the seller countersign. So now all in all, if we were to look at it from the beginning of the process, you got a few weeks of looking, you've got another few days of offer acceptance. Now you have two weeks of time that we just spent on due diligence. So you're already more than a month into the process now, as you say. So right there, now it's been over a month. The other thing that I should have mentioned, this kind of is becoming a purchase process overview, but that's really not the point of it. We're focusing on timing here. So something to note is that if you did want to have an inspection done, that needs to be done during the two week long due diligence period, because obviously that just makes sense to do before you sign for the place. If you're going to bring an inspector in and you don't want to delay the due diligence process by doing that step. So you have the inspector come in as soon as you have an accepted offer. So moving on, once you're in contract, that is the point that the bank can get involved. So you might think that since you had to get a pre-approval letter before even submitting an offer for this place, that the bank's been like working the whole time and that it might be fast once you're in contract, but not at all. So the bank cannot do any real work for your transaction until you have a fully executed contract that you send to your mortgage loan officer. So you send the contract to the mortgage loan officer once both parties have signed. And now the bank really gets to work on approving you for your mortgage. Everything before this period pretty much with the bank has been like hypothetical. It's like, okay, you're looking at a $600,000 property, you make this much income, you're fine. But now the bank is gonna be looking very diligently at the building as well as you. So the same way as your attorney was reviewing the building to make sure it's a sound investment the bank is also going to be reviewing the building to make sure that it's a safe decision for them to give you a mortgage loan in the building because if the building has anything wrong with it or any financial problems that are going to affect you as an owner in the building that could affect your ability to pay your mortgage loan and obviously the bank's goal is for you to be able to pay your mortgage loan with no questions asked for the entire duration of the mortgage. So for that reason, the bank takes an extremely close look at the building and it's very similar to the work that your attorney does for the building. Now this period where you are waiting for a mortgage commitment letter from the bank can take a month or longer. 
It's been taking at least a month and typically longer, especially with delays that we've been experiencing now due to the current environment. Not everyone is in the office every single day. So there are some steps of the process that move a little bit more slowly. And also just in general, the fact that mortgage rates are so low right now has caused so many people to want to refinance. And the underwriting team in banks that do refinances are the same people that are underwriting new mortgage loans. So banks are incredibly swamped. So I've been telling my clients as an estimate that it's gonna take at least a month to get your mortgage commitment letter, but most likely longer. Your contract has a deadline for when you have to receive the mortgage commitment letter by, and it's honestly been kind of like a photo finish to receive it on that date. For mostly every client that I've had since things got crazy in 2020. So it's definitely important to know that the mortgage process where the bank is analyzing the building and also analyzing you during this stage the bank is going to ask you for a ton more documents than they had asked you for previously and they're going to be doing a very thorough look so at least a month or more so now you're about two to two and a half months into the purchase process at this point. One of the things that we are working on simultaneously while the bank is working on getting your mortgage commitment letter is we are working on the building's purchase application. So the purchase application for a condo is going to be a little bit less tedious than the purchase application for a co-op, but they both require pretty much the same stuff. They require financial information. They require an explanation of your current situation, like your current residence, current landlord. They often require reference letters, your ID, income verification, all of that stuff is included in a purchase application for a co-op as well as a condo. And since these applications are fairly lengthy, it does take a while to get it completed and round up all those documents and get it looking good. So usually we'll be finishing up the purchase application around the time that your commitment letter is going to come through from the bank. Now for a condo, if the condo building does not require your mortgage commitment letter to be included with submission of the application, then you, we can go straight ahead and submit the condo purchase application as soon as possible and get that started. Most co-op buildings do require the mortgage commitment letter as well as other bank documents to be included in the purchase application when it is sent to the co-op for review. So because of that, we cannot submit the board package for review until we have the commitment letter from the bank. So you're really waiting that entire time to get the mortgage commitment letter before you can even submit the board application. And here's the thing. The board application can also take at least a month to review. Co-ops and condos both take several weeks to get around to looking at the purchase application and making a decision on the approval. With condo buildings there isn't as much of a board in place that's making a decision on a purchaser the executive board mainly just monitors the running of the building the financials in the building and the maintenance in the building but in a co-op there is a managing agent that gives this purchase application directly to the board and then that board is really looking and analyzing that application they may come back with questions in that case the managing agent at the building is usually like a funnel for questions and maintain the relationship between the person
purchaser and the real estate agents and the board, it's very rare that you would be speaking directly with a board member. So there is a little bit of a delay with that as well, just because of the communication. And usually for a purchase, it is going to take at least a month to hear back from either type of building, whether it's a condo or a co-op, on whether this application is looking good to them. So things that can cause a delay during this phase is management coordination and co-op board coordination to actually have this application reviewed. For co-op, sometimes the applications are only reviewed on a monthly basis when the co-op board meets and it's one of the conversation topics for that month's meeting. So if they skip a meeting, sometimes the application won't be reviewed until the next meeting. So everything is very, very, very in the air when it comes to the purchase application review. And that's another element that requires time set aside for. So we're almost at the end, right? So once you get approval from the building on the application, if you're buying into a condo building, you are pretty much ready to close. So you get written approval from the management company at a condo and they tell you that you're approved and finally you guys can coordinate a closing date. Usually the closing date will be arranged to take place within one to two weeks from receiving your approval from the building. So for the condo, after getting the commitment letter, you gave about a month of time to review the sales application with the building. And now you're around that three month mark, which is when you'll be finally arranging a closing date. Now with the co-op, we have one other huge variable slash wild card, and that is the board interview. So the board interview is the final step of the process if you're purchasing a co-op. And that is another step of the process that's really hard to assign timing to because it all has to do with when the co-op board is meeting. So let's say, for example, the co-op board meets during their monthly meeting to review your application. Then they get back to you and they write that they would like to have you in for a board interview. But if they only do interviews for purchasers during their existing board meetings, which is often the case, that means that your interview might not happen for a another month. So this is why co-ops have a longer timeline for completion of a purchase and it's why it's very difficult to target an estimated closing date in advance, which I know is really tough for buyers because as a buyer, you're trying to coordinate logistics around moving, especially if you're selling another property and you're trying to get it to line up. But Honestly, you can never predict it down to the day. So even something that looks like realistic timing, I would always recommend adding a month to, especially with the current environment that we're in where delays happen all the time for things that we cannot control. Essentially, once you get that interview date on the calendar, you can kind of have a much better idea of when you're gonna be able to close. Sometimes the interview date is close. Like just recently, the other day, we got approval from a co-op building on an applicant and they actually were pretty quick to review the application. And then the board interview date is probably going to be next week. So luckily that coincided pretty well, but it does not always happen that way. And even still with everything working out great, the purchaser still has been in this process for three months. So that's really the minimum amount of time you would ever want to assume for this. And yeah, you go in for your board interview at the date that they requested that you be there and you do well on the board interview. And usually within 24 to 48 hours, the board will give 
give you official approval that you are welcome into the building. And once you have that official approval, it comes through written from the co-op and the attorneys do actually need that written approval in order to put the wheels in motion to arrange a closing date. So again, from the written approval coming through, you're going to close one to two weeks later. So yeah, I mean, quickest timing possible for a home purchase in New York City if you're looking at condos or co-ops is three months and very often you're looking at four months, even five months or six months with co-ops. Definitely extremely important to keep in mind and plan your logistics accordingly to make sure that you are not in a situation as it gets closer to your closing date, where you're scrambling to figure out what to do if there's a delay with the purchase. A lot of times purchasers are in leases and your lease is going to expire if you're in a rental, for example, and you don't have anywhere to go if you experience a couple of weeks or a month of delay with purchasing your co-op or condo. So it's definitely important to always leave yourself extra buffer room on time so that you don't get into any situations like that. And that sums up what I wanted to share with you in this episode. I hope that this was helpful for you. Always please send me your feedback and your comments. You can send me an email. All of my contact info is always in the description of these episodes. And you can also follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is christina.cremitas. That's a great place where we can get to know each other better. You can send me a direct message over there. And the other cool thing is that I do giveaways every single week on my Instagram page. I've been giving away my merch. I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing the crew neck sweater and there's also matching sweatpants that I've been giving away in tote bags that are branded along with hand sanitizers. So it's been really cool. So definitely go check that out on my Instagram. And finally, don't forget that this series is available on YouTube as well as the podcast. So if you prefer listening on the go, the podcast is a great option. And if you would like to see the visuals, then there is the YouTube for that. Every single episode is available on both. Thank you guys so much again for being here. You guys are the best. And again, it's been so cool to get to know you guys better and have you actually reaching out to me, getting your questions answered. I've also been putting question boxes on my Instagram stories for you guys to submit your real estate related questions for me so that I can answer those questions on this show, which is what I'm going to be doing for the next several episodes. So all of the topics in the upcoming episodes are going to be responses to questions that you guys have submitted to me. So thank you guys in advance for submitting your questions. Keep leveling up in every way and I will see you next week.